Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to our Wednesday night service. And uh, this will be our, our prayer encounter. We're going to be switching things up beginning uh, next week. So you'll hear more about that. But um, instead of setting up the table tonight, is it okay if I stand up and walk? And then we, you know, we can still pray. We're going to pray at the end of the service tonight. But, um, you know, we always, I, this is what I do, especially when I'm getting ready to teach, but we pray to pray, to get the leading of how we need to pray, and we pray about, you know, what we need to share before we pray. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was now, or I don't even know, it might have been, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I think, that Pastor and I were going to share along the lines of stirred, not shaken, and then it was like the Holy Ghost came in and it just started flowing in different directions. We are a spirit-led church, so we're always open to Holy Ghost interruptions. And they're really not Holy Ghost interruptions. They're just the Holy Ghost having His way. And so we're always open to that. So we didn't go into those scriptures very much. So I'm going to be sharing some of those passages tonight. But another phrase came up in my heart today that really ties in with that. So if I were to title what we're talking about before we pray tonight, it is shake it off. Shake it off. Now, has anybody ever had any opportunities to shake some things off? Maybe some words spoken over your life and it kind of tried to attach itself to you. You're a failure. You're a loser. You're this. You're that shake it off and then i mean and then even just think about how many things are happening in our world that we can get shaken instead of shaking them off we are can be tempted to be shaken this is not a, a, a gloom and a gloom and despair kind of message but the bible does talk about the day Right now, the day in which we're living in, and calls it perilous times. Has anybody discovered there's some perilousness going on in our world? The Bible further describes it as a time at the end of this age that men's hearts would fail them for fear of what they see coming upon the earth. Just think about the things that have happened in the last few weeks, the horrible fires in Maui, and now they're recovering from a hurricane down in the the little Gulf area of Florida, and it's moving on up the coast. And thank God, I don't think there's been a lot of loss of life, but a loss of property and people's lives turned upside down again from the flooding and all of these things. And and then think about the wars and rumors of wars and, and the earthquake. Don't think on it very long. I'm just painting a picture here of the time in which we're living. And then the political unrest. Oh, Jesus, we're not going to go there. But nobody get depressed. And it's not like we're so down and we're so upset that we're going to get up a load and go jump off of the Golden Gate Bridge together. No, no, because we've got good news. We refuse to be shaken by all the things that are going on in the world. Let me encourage you tonight with some wonderful scriptures. We are part of an unshakable kingdom. Pastor started a series on 
kingdom culture. If you weren't here on Sunday or you didn't watch, even if you did watch, watch again. We are in a kingdom that faith, hallelujah, amen. But all these wonderful things that are part of our blessing of being in the kingdom of God. It is an unshakable kingdom. So let me point you to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. And we'll look at this scripture to begin with. Therefore, seeing, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, read that part with me, which can not be shaken. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Well, we are living in this world, but we are not of this world. And even though the world around us may be rocking and reeling and all the turbulence, all the things that we see happening, thank God we're in an unshakable kingdom. We're in this world, but we are not of this world. I think I ought to get a hallelujah. You ought to raise a hallelujah. What all does that mean? That means that our peace is not determined by what we see or what we feel. That means that, you know, uh, uh, everything around us that may be changing and moving, we are not because we are part of the kingdom of God. We live and we operate by a different standard and a different law. Aren't you thankful? Amen. The kingdom of God that we are in is not a shakable kingdom. And another word, good word for not being shaken, unshaken would be this, that to be established, to be settled, to be secure. And then I looked this up and it actually said to stabilize. We're stabilized when things don't look very stable around us. And I was thinking about the, even this illustration that you may drive by a building and it may look perfect from the outside and you don't know it, but the foundation is cracked. And if the foundation is cracked, that building is not stable and they won't let you go in it. And it may be a big wind comes by or a storm and this building that you thought looked like a good building. If the foundation is cracked, guess what? It's going to go splat. It's going to crumble. It's going to fall. And as I was praying, this came up in my heart about that there's Christians actually that live with this facade. They talk the talk and they walk the walk and they raise a hallelujah when they're in church, but they don't have that strong foundation. And if we walk around with just this facade of pretending to be a Christian, but we're not hooked on the foundation of the word of God and a relationship built on him. Well, then when the winds and the storms come, then people's lives are going to be like that building that had a crack in the foundation. They're not going to stand. There's a wonderful illustration of this, a parable that Jesus taught his disciples 
disciples about two different kinds of houses. Found over in Matthew chapter 7. We'll look at verse 24. Beginning there. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But then, verse 26, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the Sand. Now, I could sing you the Sunday school song, and Pastor Kimberly has helped me with this before. She knows this song, that the wise man that built his house upon the rock, what happened to him? Stood fast. Amen. But the foolish man that built his house on the sand. Now, in Oklahoma, we said it went splat. I don't think that's a real word, but it did. It went splat. It fell. So what? You know, they may have even had the same building material of building the house. What was the difference? The foundation. That one man that built the foundation on the rock, the same wind, the same rain, the same storm came, and his house stood fast. But the one who said, you know, I'm going to get this house up real quick. I don't care about the foundation. Nobody's going to see the foundation. Let's just make it look real pretty on the outside. Well, as soon as a storm came, it went splat. It didn't stand. But you and I, we're not going to be like that, right? We know how to be stable. In unstable times, we're building our lives and our house upon the rock that does not roll. Amen. He, he, Jesus and his word are our stabilizer. Amen. A stabilizer is also, it's a device that they use on a ship to keep it steady. Even in troubled waters, like a bridge over troubled water. I mean, that's an old song, right? Anyhow, but no. <laughs> but there's a stabilizer <laughs> that holds that ship on course. And that stabilizer for us again, it's Jesus and it's his word. Psalms 119 verse 89. I love Psalms 119. It's got the most verses of any chapter in the Bible. So you know you want to read a chapter a day, read that one. That'll really get you pumped up. And anyway, verse 89 says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. His word is forever settled, not only in heaven, but it ought to be settled in our hearts. And when it is settled in our hearts, it keeps us steady. It keeps us from being shaken when all around us is sinking sand and all around us is shaking on Christ, the solid rock I stand. Amen. His word is a sure foundation. 
It's a solid rock. Amen. And his word also, it is filled with wisdom and answers and brings stability. I love this scripture in Isaiah chapter 33, 6. It says this, wisdom and knowledge will be, read that with me, will be what? The stability of your times. Aren't you so glad that we have the wisdom of God? We have the mind of Christ. The wisdom of God is formed within us. And we know what we ought to do. Now, we don't know everything about the future, but we have the knower. On the inside of us. And he will guide. And he will direct our steps. After if we seek the Lord. With all of our heart. He will show us. What to do. When everybody maybe even around you. Or even people at work. They're scrambling and there's an issue. And nobody knows what how to resolve the issue. You should just step aside for a minute. And say Lord. I know. I've got the wisdom of God on the inside of me. I have the one who shows me all things. I've got the teacher living on the inside of me. And right now I'm going to draw from that wisdom. It's not coming from out here. They may have all the big heads of the company and they're trying to figure it out and all these meetings and all of that. But right in here, the light bulb goes on. And God gives you wisdom, the wisdom that's out beyond this world. It's not of this world. It's in here. And it will also keep you stable. It'll keep us stable and it'll keep us steady. The Holy Spirit, the wisdom of God, even on the inside of us, we'll talk about it in a few minutes. He will help us to pray out the mysteries. He will help us to pray out those things that need to be prayed out. But you know, he cares about every area of our life. He will give you wisdom even on when and where to invest so you get the best return on your money. If you're trying to sell something, he'll show you when and where to sell it. We need to tap in to this wisdom that will keep us steady and be a stabilizer in our lives. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. So the devil, he likes to bring things to try to deceive us and and get us off course. You know why? Because he is shaking in his boots. He doesn't want us to get the revelation of who we are and what we have in Christ. We become a dangerous Christian when we get these revelations. And he's trying to keep people in the dark. But that's not us. Amen? So as I was praying today, this just came up today, about the only thing that we need to do about shaking like I said in the beginning, is shake off the attacks of the devil. We're not going to be shaking in fear about bad news or this happening or that happening. But when his attacks come, and I know I'm preaching in the right church, has anybody ever experienced an attack of the enemy? Well, a better question would be, oh, the rest of you, hmm, would be, (laughs) has anybody not? ever experienced an attack, whether it's in your mind, your body, your finances. But what do we do when these attacks come? Well, I'm glad you ask. 
I love Bible stories. And they're not, they're not fairy tales. They're not made up. These things really happen. And they're here in the Bible for our example, for us to learn from how to do things and sometimes how not to do things. But one of these wonderful lessons for us is about the Apostle Paul. And, of course, we're not going to take time to read all of this account. But he had been a prisoner. And he was supposed to, God told him, you're going to go stand before Caesar. You need to go to Rome. So they got him on this ship. And he had this thing in his heart. They stopped at one island. And and he had this thing that they should not continue to sail. Because there was a big storm coming. Well, this is another example of people in charge leaning to their own understanding. And so they, they did all this stuff in the natural, tested the wind, this, that, and the other, and said, oh, no, it's perfect conditions to sell. We're not going to listen to the little old preacher over here, the prisoner preacher. We're going to listen to the sailors. They know what they're talking about. Well, did they know what they were talking about? No, they did not. And so they got in trouble, of course. And there was a major shipwreck. And God appeared. I love this. Just, you just read this. It's in Acts chapter 28. This whole story, it'll just bless you. So there, I mean, it says for days, they're tossed to and fro. And then they reached a point where all hope was lost, that they were going to be saved. And then there's one verse in there that says, but the angel of the Lord stood by Paul. That's a good thing to grab hold of. If you're in the midst of a storm, say, Lord, I'm expecting heavenly divine intervention. Whatever you got to do, I know you're going to send me the help that I need. Now, we don't pray for angels to show up or anything weird like that, but we can believe for divine, supernatural intervention. So Paul had an angel that stood by him. And he told him exactly what to do, that they were going to lose the ship, but everybody's life would be saved if they followed the instructions. And that's exactly what happened. And so they ended up on this island. And while they were there, they, you know, they'd been at sea. They'd been out there all these days in the storm. So they decided they're going to build a fire. Acts 28, verse 3. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said one to another, no doubt this man is a murderer. They knew he was one of the prisoners whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. So they're judging him. Oh, this prisoner is going to die right in front of us. But oh, I love verse 5. But he, Paul, shook off the creature. Shook him off into the fire and suffered no harm. And then verse 6. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said, Whoa, 
He is a God. Of course, Paul told him, obviously, that wasn't accurate either. But we want to highlight, what did Paul do when that viper attached itself? He shook it off and he felt no harm. And I don't believe there was even any little fang marks. You know, snakes have fangs. Ooh, they're icky. There was no fang marks. There was no swelling. There was no residue that he had even been attacked. And that's what God will do. The greater one is on the inside of us. And this has came to me today. God deals with everybody differently as they're preparing to minister. But a lot of times when I pray, I get words in my heart ahead of time. Because the Holy Ghost knows who's going to be here. He knows who's in here tonight. He knows who's watching online. So this is what the Spirit of God said to me this afternoon. Some of your relatives or perhaps co-workers are watching you. And they are accusing you. Those people on the island were watching Paul. And when that snake bit him, they ooh, he's a bad dude. He must have done something horrible. They started accusing him. And some of your relatives or some co-workers, this just came up in my heart, are accusing some of you. They're saying things like, you're going off of the deep end. You're too extreme in your belief. And they are watching, and just like they were watching Paul and expecting Paul to drop dead, some of them are watching you and expecting you to fail. Oh, that faith message, that doesn't work. I can't believe that you're one of those kind of people. All of this stuff. But God is about to change their mind. And this is how he said it to me. He is going to highlight you before them. He is going to shine so big in you and through you that they're going to have to stand back just like those people on that island. Woo! Something changed their mind. They saw, what did they see? They saw the miraculous. They saw something that shouldn't have happened. Paul should have died. He should have swollen up and died. But the miraculous changed their minds. And that's what I'm sensing for some of your relatives or a co-worker. God is highlighting you. That's the word he gave me. He's highlighting your life to such a degree. Maybe it's going to be just a major blessing coming into your life. Something is going to happen that's going to make them set up, take notice, And change their mind. And instead of criticizing and accusing you of being off the deep end and not being right or whatever, they're going to say, wow, I want what you have. Will you pray for me? Will you minister to me? Does anybody receive that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We receive that. Thank you for highlighting your people, for making us lights and beacons of hope. Hallelujah to those around us. Glory to God to make us 
ministers of your goodness, dispensers of good, and their hearts to be open to it. Amen? So the rest of this story, and I recently saw this too. Some of you may have seen it for years, but it just, I was actually up in a meeting in Oregon and one of the ministers shared it and it just was like, whoa. The rest of this story is this, and I'll just tell you, I like telling stories. You can read the rest of it. But after that happened, the, one of the prominent leaders of the island, he took Paul and those that were with him and he brought them to his house. And the Bible says he ministered unto them. He, you know, fed them. He took care of them. And while they were there, Paul discovered that his father was very sick. And Paul went in. And this is what I saw when I was up in Oregon. Paul went in. And what did he do when he found out that the father was sick. The Bible says he laid hands on him and he was healed. And the revelation is this, the hand that the devil bit, the hand that the devil tried to take his life out with. Paul retaliated and he turned around and he said, okay, you stupid devil, you tried to bite my hand and put poison in my hand. And that very hand, he laid on that prominent leader's father and he was healed and he recovered. So I submit to you tonight. Those things, those attacks that the enemy has tried to use against you. (laughs) You just turn right around and retaliate. Woo! And find somebody else to minister to. What you may say, does this have to do with prayer? It has everything to do with prayer. The very areas that the enemy tries to attack you in, whether it's physical or in your mental or your finances. Oh my goodness, Jesus wants to use those very areas in your life to pray for other people, to minister to other people. I know that there's folks that have gone through physical challenges they face disease they face all of these different things well when God brings you through it and he will he will you're coming out stronger than you were hallelujah he will restore and he will make better than before And when he does, you just rise up and you say, devil, you tried to take me out with cancer and ha, ha, ha. You couldn't, you didn't, and you won't. And now you go find somebody that's dealing with cancer and you get your hands on them and you curse that cancer. If the enemy is tapped in different other areas, maybe with marriage issues and God is restoring your marriage and it's better than being before. Then go find some other couple that needs to have ministry in that area. Don't let the devil win. He doesn't win. If he tries to bite you in a certain area, shake him off. Shake it off. And then you use that area to pray. To pray at least, the very least, pray 
for people that are facing the same issue. And often when you offer your supply of prayer, then what does he do? He opens up a door for you to even minister to other people in that same area. Don't let those things that he tries to attack you with stop you or hinder you. Shake it off. Shake it off. Hallelujah. And oftentimes when we have prayed, there's that time in between where we believe that we receive and then there it is manifested. And that's the time when these other things will try to attach themselves to us. The opportunities of, ooh, look at the circumstance. Look at how long it's taken. Look at the way they're acting. Oh, they're never going to change. And then this, these thoughts of fear will come and worry. What are we going to do about that? Shake it off. Amen. How about this one? You know, you start seeing things going on in our nation. Oh, your nation will not be saved. Revival will never happen here. America is doomed. What are we going to do? Shake it off. And we're going to pray faith-filled words over our nation. Amen. We're not going to listen to the lies of the enemy. So not only do we need to shake these things off and retaliate in the realm of the spirit in those same areas, we need to keep ourselves stirred up, stirred up on the inside of us. Amen. I know I'm looking at this group in here tonight and I believe you're stirred up. Just say it with me. I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up now. Hallelujah. Well, are you stirred up to pray? Glory to God. Do you have anything else you want to say? Anything about stirred up? Glory to God. I just feel like that the unction is there right now and we don't need to keep going on and on. You know how to stir yourself up. The Bible talks about it over in Jude. There's one chapter, verse 20, but ye beloved, stir yourselves up. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, I want you to come down here and see me afterwards. We need the army of the Lord. The prayer of prayer army of the Lord to be on the front lines and to be offering our supply of power. Amen. Glory to God. So we're going to keep ourselves stirred up. By praying in the Holy Ghost. But right now, we're going to stand up. Everybody stand up. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us tonight. I do want to give you, let me give you a couple of definitions for stirred as we're stirring ourselves up. To call forth, to arouse to activity, and then I love this one. 
to disturb the quiet. To disturb the quiet. (laughs) We're not going to be quiet about what Jesus has done for us. We're not going to let the rocks cry out in our place and praise him. No, we're stirring ourselves up right now. And we're going to lift our voice. We're going to lift our voice in strength. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the help of the Holy Ghost. As we right now, we stir ourselves up. And if you need to shake anything off, if you need to shake off any fear, Shake off any worry. Shake off any doubt. Shake off any negative words. Shake off the lies of the devil. Shake those things off and get in position now to offer your supply. Oh, so now we do, Lord. We stir ourselves up. Oh, my tareta. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, go ahead. Spend a few minutes. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, then you just pray in English. But together, we lift our voice. We lift our voice. Oh, my, 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 my. As you pray in the Holy Ghost, it's like a launching pad. So go ahead and stir yourself up just for a few moments. Just pray in the Spirit. No Ramaniste. Yes. Yes. If you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, just pray in English. Oh, thank you, Lord. We fan the flame tonight, the flame of God that lives on the inside of us, the Holy Ghost and fire. Oh, brikista mando redishtelebrene, apasundro, apasundro, eleveste, labangombre, candanion, docongle, ebeneshe, orocosa mania. Yes, Lord, frakista mandore. Eleniso komotora mandiste, amandore bedista macondre, a moving, a moving, a moving, a moving, tabacosom rediste ma, ileboron de lebesta, a movement, a moving, a moving, a moving, even if ekosam rediste manaya, ivrete solo bron taramaye, ongle disha copra par, anongle diste ana, not tethered to the natural, but a moving of the Spirit of God, a moving taking us to the other side, a moving us, moving us from one place to another, a moving, a moving from glory to glory. Oh, even as Paul experienced a breakthrough, we thank you for a movement of breakthroughs for your people, Lord. We pray. We stand with our loved ones. We stand with our loved ones going through the valley of the shadow of death. We stand with them right now. And we break 
Nori. We thank you for moving on their behalf. A movement, Lord, in their souls. A movement in their bodies, Lord. We surround, we surround the people of God. We surround our precious ones. We surround our families. We surround our members. We surround all of our partners. And in the name of Jesus, we take our place. We take our place of authority. And in Jesus' name, thank you for moving, moving in them. Rosamatia, and moving on their behalf. Moving on their behalf. Om ridise stelanaya. Atrosarinishtea. Amrandada masondre. No, no, no. It'll change. It'll change. It'll change. It shall come to pass. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. And we lift them up, Lord. We know that you are the glory and you are the very lifter up of their hearts. You are the very lifter up of their heads, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, where there is pain, Lord, we ask you to pour in the oil and the wine. We lift up our brother Brian in the name of Jesus. Thank you for pouring in the oil and wine into his ribs in the name of Jesus. Thank you for ministering life. Thank you for the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Raised up Christ from the dead. He raises up our brother. He raises up our brother. Oh, remessi selemendo. We nemotanda. Enemason doridishtelema. A speedy recovery. And a quick turnaround. A quick turnaround. A quick turnaround in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, ridiselebrende la bosorene. Andoroboco sevredishtema. Ambrada sambro capaste lendela bratanda lisele mondoredi mandereste Hallelujah Hallelujah Thank you, Lord, for stretching forth your hand to heal. We're thanking you, Lord, for signs, wonders, and miracles. Now is the season. Now is the time for the signs. The signs. Oh, the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. For not only will the Damasa, not the Maseta. Yeah, that blesses the church. But the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit, it is the dinner bell. It is the calling card for the lost, the lost, the lost, the lost to see the goodness of the Lord. So we cry out, Lord, stretch forth your hand to heal so many people that are hurting, so many people that are attacked in their physical bodies. Oh, Lord, let them see your goodness. Let them know your mercy. Let them andabroshata. Lord, we thank you that you raise them up. You raise them up. You raise them up. And it is a pakalotomoshata. Oh, it's a catalyst. It's a catalyst. It's a catalyst for great revival. It's a catalyst for the harvest coming in. Oh, my, my, my. Ha, ha. 
Now I didn't, I did I didn't read the rest of that there, even in Acts 28. But not only did Paul lay hands on that prominent leader's father and he was healed, but it says that it spread throughout the island and everyone that was sick came and they were all healed. You know that broke forth revival. You know that he didn't just lay hands on them and they were healed. You know he preached Jesus. <laughs> he preached Jesus unto them. So let's center down on this for just a few moments about Tamasombra, the gifts, the manifestations. Oh, they are. They are important to this end time revival. They are important to the lost knowing that God is God. Oh, so we cry out. We cry out for the gifts, for the manifestations. Oh, in the name, in the name, in the name. Ha 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 ha. Let it be subrita. Let it be sola. Let it be kilisa. Let it be noised abroad that you, Jesus, are good. <laughs> you are the true and the living God. Oh, so many voices, so many religions. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you You show yourself strong. Ha 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 ha. Woo! Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. <clears throat> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we lift our voice. We pray <laughs> We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for great, 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 great move of the Spirit of God. Thank you, Father, for the restoration of the gifts of the Spirit of God in the church, in the body of Christ. Yes, Lord, moving through your men and women of God. But not just prophets and apostles and evangelists and pastors and teachers, but through your people. Supernatural moving of your Spirit through everyone, Lord. Through everyone, everyone in this building, supernatural, supernatural words of wisdom, Lord, supernatural, even gifts of healings flowing through them. Oh, thank you, Lord God, for the body of the anointed one rising up in this day and in this hour. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory Oh, we worship you. We mangli kasoramandaste. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Just go ahead and pray a while. There's other things here. There's other things here. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Do you have anything? All right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so there are those that Satan has desired to sift his wheat. But we're praying for them that their faith would fail not right now. Hallelujah. Let's pray for them right now. God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray that our brothers and sisters and those watching and those at home and those that even that we don't know, but you know that they, Satan has desired to sift them, sift their marriage, sift their family as wheat. But we pray right now, O oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that their faith is 
in God would fail not, that they would hold their ground, that having done all to stand, they would stand therefore, Lord God, that they would be armed with the full armor of God and not take no for an answer in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that they will be able to stand in the evil day. Stand in Jesus' mighty name. Stand. Stand. We call them standing, Father, not sliding. Not not losing ground, but standing and holding their ground in the name of Jesus. I felt someone saying, man, I'm slipping, it's slipping. Well, no, God is giving you traction in the word. Right now, there's traction in the name of Jesus. And it's time to move forward, not backwards, in the mighty name of Jesus. It's time for health to improve in the name of Jesus. It's time for relationships to get better in the name of Jesus. It's time for medical situations to begin to give way to the life of God on the inside of you. We declare that they are redeemed from the curse of the law for it is written that Christ uh, has hung on a cross and that he bore their sin. He bore their sickness. He bore their infirmity in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that that you're turning it around and that they're being strengthened in their hearts, strengthened in their spirit and strengthened in their bodies and minds. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, can you shout hallelujah? Thank you, Lord. Do you have anything? Praise the Lord. All right. I have like an exhortation that came up on the inside of me when pastor said, we're going from place to place. That's not a physical location. That's a spiritual location. And that's a location in prayer. When we go from one position and one place in prayer and we increase to another. And so I want to encourage you by the spirit of God that when you come, especially on a Wednesday night, when that is the purpose of this meeting, you know, powerful prayer paves the way for the impossible to become possible. So when you come, you come spirit, soul, and body, and you engage yourself. And as you do, you know what we're going to see? We're going to see a stronger corporate anointing. So that means that you pray individually and you charge yourself up so that when you come, you don't have to be charged up. You're already there. You're here to do business, to do business for his kingdom. And as we are found faithful, I tell you, we're going to see us praying from another place. And God is going to give us some assignments for this area so that we can see some greater breakthroughs. Amen. So be faithful. Come prepared, come ready, and watch and see what God will do. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Wow. Well, I was blessed tonight by all the good preaching and praying. It was so good. I had Brenda's notes there. I was able to follow along with her. Amen. She uh, has in her notes, and I'm going to quote General Booth, of course, Salvation Army uh, from the book of Blaze. If the tendency of fire is to go out, watch the fire on the altar of your heart. 
Our constant danger is to cool off spiritually, to lose our fervor, or to slow down in zeal. But that's not us, right? And that's part of uh, keeping ourselves stirred up. Amen. I pray for a return to God for America. A return to God. America has left God out of the picture. I mean, you could just go it from A to Z. There needs to be a return. In 1956, 90-some percent of Americans went to church. Two months ago, 16%. No wonder. No wonder all of this stuff is happening. There needs to be a return, a return. And that is on us as well. We need to make sure that we're fully returned to God and that we're sold out to God so that we can be his mouthpiece in this hour. Amen? So that we can pray powerful prayers and creative spiritual Spirit-filled words coming out of our heart as we pray. America, return to God. It needs, we need to return in the name of Jesus. There's so many people on the outskirts, even Christians, the prodigals. They're just, they got one foot in and one foot out. Who knows where they end up if they don't return to God. Amen. And so I'm so encouraged tonight by the word of God. Amen. And I'm so encouraged by uh, what we heard tonight and what was prayed out tonight. What a great, great blessing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother George, you're doing good over there? You got anything stirring in your heart over there? Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I just felt, you know, sometimes we kind of coddle people that don't come to church. And there's so many that give their lives for coming to church and and we really need to bring it up a little bit and we and and the people who call themselves christians uh we we need to act like christians and um the hope that we have doesn't come from the world it doesn't come from our leaders it doesn't come from the politicians our hope is in jesus and he's he's our uh, pastor pastor brenda was talking about the 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 center post the thing that holds us steady and sterizo in the greek is is the word but um you know if we're not attached to him and 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 if we don't remember that he called us we didn't call he he called us. We didn't call him. He laid hold of us. We didn't lay hold of him. And, and it's a free gift. And the gift was was Jesus Christ who came and shed his blood for us. And it's the blood of Jesus that's going to sustain us in the day and the days ahead. Nothing else. It, it, it's not going to be persuasive words of human wisdom, but it's going to be the blood that sustained our forefathers and those that went on before us. It's that same blood that's going to sustain us. And no weapon that is formed against us can prosper. Hallelujah. Thank you, George. Praise the Lord. I agree with that. How about you all? Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and get ready to to receive the offering. Uh, Again, Sunday morning is communion Sunday. Great time.